What's your reason for running your business or working in whatever position you're in? Business is hard and having a personal why that's deeply and truly meaningful to you is a must if you're gonna make it. In today's interview with Kenny Wynn, he shares the challenges he went through building a career after being incarcerated when he was 18 years old. And the most inspiring thing he read from a book that changed his entire mindset about how he thinks of winning and going for it in business. Plus his personal why, why he does this and how that helps him power through and persevere through the most challenging aspects of growing his landscape company. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our, our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're gonna increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey everyone, Jack Jost is here and welcome to the Landscaper's Guide. Hey, if you're new to this show, it's all about sharing inspiring stories about sales, marketing, leadership, mindset to help you grow your landscape company. And if you haven't already, you've got to subscribe at landscapersguide.com. I'll send you my top three podcast interviews and some notes about how I could send you beef jerky. Yes, an actual bag of beef jerky. So check that out at landscapersguide.com slash podcast. And right now I'm excited to share that I am recording my first in-person interview at the Ramblin' Jackson video podcast studio in Colorado. This is where I work every day. I bought this place um, a year ago and it took a good year to really get everything dialed in. It, it's a 500 square foot garage that was a filthy dump when we bought it. But when I came in here, I envisioned this. I envisioned an in-person podcast studio with lights and uh, a lot of work went into it. We hired Colorado Concrete Repair. Our client came and they stained and sealed the, the concrete with, with concrete or with acrylic. It's this beautiful floor. Kevin, our, our uh, local SEO strategist, flew out from New York and taught me how to do some woodworking. And we built these wood walls and um, we painted in here, we, we, we've got cool lights. Anyways, I'm super excited to, to do this interview because I love doing things remotely, but meeting in person with people, you just gotta check out today's episode. So if you're normally listening to this show, that's cool. Check out the show notes for a link where you can at least pop onto YouTube and, and get a glimpse of the new studio. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let's hear Kenny Wynn's story. All right, everyone, super excited to have Kenny Wynn here. He's the owner of Peak View Outdoor Living in Colorado. And uh, Kenny is the first live guest. You're the first live studio guest here at the Ramblin' Jackson studio to do um, the interview. So I, this is where I do our podcast. Normally, I'm interviewing people on Zoom. Uh, we have clients come here to do video work. And I'm excited to have you as our first in-person podcast guest. So Kenny, thanks for coming to Lions, Colorado. Jack, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, excited to be here. Excited to be honored to be at your first one at your studio. Yeah, well, so it was good. You know, um, you, you now run Peak View Outdoor Living. And uh, tell us just a little bit about, about Peak View Outdoor Living. How long have you been running the company and what all do you guys do? So uh, at Peak View Outdoor Living, we specialize in, like the name said, outdoor living. Uh, we build anything from paver patio, outdoor kitchens, uh, fire pit, uh, fire pit, seat wall, 
um, pavilions, um, uh, outdoor amenities such as um, bocce bar court. Um, that's what we specialize in. Uh, that's cool. So have you built bot many bocce ball courts for people? Once. Uh, in fact, we just wrap up a project in Lafayette and they left it. They enjoyed the bocce ball court with their family. So when you're, when you're building a bocce ball court, how did you, like, what did you look up to, to get ideas for that? Uh, I look up to my mentor uh -huh. because to be honest, uh, I have, I don't know what bocce ball court is when they brought that up. Uh -huh. So I was like, I, I even told them up, you know, like, I, I don't know what bocce ball court is, but I will look it up. Uh, and uh, so I asked my mentor um, and he, put the designs together and he said this is the bocce bar court this is the regulations this are the rules and how long it should be so i uh really have my mentor to thank for that that's awesome and and tell me more where did you find a mentor i think it's really important to to work with with people who can be your coach or be your mentor and how did you find yours uh funny story i uh he lived here in aurora uh colorado so he was a designer for another landscape company in Michigan, a big company. And he still designed for them remotely, uh, but also at the same time, he uh, helped my company as well, uh, designing and project management. Uh, how I found him, it's one of the supplier, uh, he reached out to, he designed uh, the landscape for his daughter's house. And he, back uh, where in Michigan, he worked uh, exclusively with Unilox and they, they, they bake in the East Coast and so he reached out to the supplier here and asked them you know who work with Unilox products on here so the uh, supplier gave him four or five contractors and he reached out to them but none of them answered his phone and the manager of that supplier uh, reached out to me again and asked me for a favor like can you help him uh, you know, could he, uh, nobody answered him, <laughs> really, yeah. So uh, so I reached out to him and I was like, okay, you know, I, I'm willing to uh, go down there and help you with your projects. And that's how we found. And I look at his designs and I was able to recognize his design right away that it takes a lot of years of experience to come up with a design like this. Um, and I was right. It's, he has so much experience, so much knowledge in the um, design, uh, landscape designs in the green industry. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, we, we met. And, and so were you doing an installation for one of his clients or were you actually building his at his property? Uh, he was looking for a landscaper to uh, put together what he designed for his daughter's house. Oh, for his daughter's house. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. And so then you connected that way and he then became your mentor. Yes. That is so cool. Yeah. It's amazing how you meet people and tell us a little bit about your story of, you know, so you've been running Peak View Outdoor Living for about two and a half years, which is now is, is ex basically exclusively landscape construction, right? You don't do any maintenance. Uh, so Peak View Outdoor Living, we do not do any maintenance uh, mm -hmm. right now. Uh, all we do are design and build. And, and, but prior to that, you were doing landscape maintenance. And tell us a little bit of the story about how you ended up 
you know, I think you sold that business and, and started this one. I did. Uh, so what happened is I, um, maintenance, it takes a lot of time um, away from my family. Uh, I was working, you know, since when I wake up, six, seven o'clock mm. to really sun's down. So I, you know, start reading. I start have to look for somewhere else. I um, said to myself, this is not the way to live. This is not family. So I did a lot of research. I reached out to a um, company that does design and build and successful at it. And I basically reached out to them and said, hey, how, you know, how do you do it? Can you uh, share your story? How, how did you get here? And um, surprisingly, a lot of people are very helpful. They, they point me to the right directions, how to get started. I, I think every business person goes through that phase. I, maybe, maybe some people have figured out how to skip it. I, I certainly did that of you know, working 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 hours a week, not making much money. And when you, when you start having a family, it, it really is hard. You know, and it, it's hard to be away from your family that much. I'm curious though, what was it maybe mentally that shifted for you? Because I know some people who do landscape maintenance and they've figured out how to not do it in um, 80 or 90 or 100 hours a week. And I, I also know people who do design build who, who certainly wake, make way more than that. So what was it, what else changed for you to figure out how to get some of that time? Um, again, it goes back to the family value. And um, like I said, family is everything to me. So I said to myself, there has to be a way. Uh, this is not business. Uh, business exists to help better your life. Uh, better your family, um, and so this is actually not business, but uh, you know, like you, I'm not actually running a business, but the business is actually running me and my family. So, um, like anything, I started out with uh, reaching out to people for help, mm. and uh, also reading books. And what really shifted is the uh, change in the mindset. Uh, one of the book that really helps me. Um, shift the mindset and not be afraid. It's Think at Grow Rich, definitely by Napoleon Hill. And reference to uh, the parts in there that he uh, used the example, it's a uh, general uh, leading his men to war. And this is going up one to 10. And as he uh, sailed across the river, he ordered his men to demolish all that boat. And he told his men that you saw what happened. There's no return. Either you win or you demolish. And so they ended up winning the war. And that's against one to ten. So once you set your mind to any uh, something, and you get rid, you know, you get rid of that fear. You don't look back. If you set your mind to something, you know, give it all your, give it all you got. You will figure it out. So once I get rid of that fear. Um, it's just really easy to move forward. Well, and, and you still wrestle with the fear though, right? So what else, I mean, we've talked about maintenance, you have more recurring revenue. It's maybe a little more predictable in some ways, whereas design build can be up and down and there are projects, there are big projects. Sometimes there's a gap in between. How, how else do you manage the fear? You, you shared with me that you had some fear about 
going for it and really going for a design build? Absolutely. Uh, fear, it's unavoidable. It happens in everyday life. Uh, it's just how you manage it. And funny story for us, it's I completely get rid of maintenance. And I said, design and build, either I uh, success or I'm gonna get rid of it completely and do something else. So once I settle what I mm -hmm. really want to do, I focus on it and I find ways to do it. You know, it sounds really uh, easy, but at first I have no idea what I was doing. Uh, I am the type of guy that does a lot of experience, man. So I, I mean, like, I throw a lot of stuff in the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> uh, and, you know, uh, one of the most fear that when people go for maintenance is they don't have enough leads. Uh, where are the clients coming from? You, uh, we are new to the area. We ha don't have a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. uh, our name, or f nobody knows us. So, you know, that's a big change. And, um, you know, if you don't have jobs coming in, how do you keep the lights on your company? How do you um, make payroll? And how do you pay yourself? So, um, but like I said, um, you know, f laser focus and um, yeah. Well, and one of the things that, you know, we're, we're right about to launch the new Peakview Outdoor Living website. I'm super stoked it's going to come out in June. Right now it's the end of May. This will probably come out in June. <laughs> so check out their new website. See the show notes for a link. I'm, I'm really excited about that. You also had a lot of really good things already implemented in your sales process around qualifying leads and saying no to the wrong fits. Tell me a little bit about how did you learn how to do some of that and what is what is some of the process that over the years you figured out has really helped you get the right clients and and then keep that that family time that you treasure so much? That's a great question and um, definitely one of the uh, things that really changed my mindset as well. It's I somehow found this group online um, and it's a coaching program and um, I signed up for that coaching program they really changed my mindset and for example uh, before I was said not too long ago probably less than two years ago I uh, wanted the mindset that you know for example if I uh, was doing a proposal for that say an outer kitchen and say the outdoor kitchen cost $40,000. And in my mind, I was like, oh, this is way too much for the client. And I tried to talk myself, lower that down. And what that coaching program did, it's they changed the mindset. And it's like, you know, you, uh, why are you doing that? You know, you, you're not, why, why are you talking out of your client? They didn't, you know, uh, they encouraged us to charge what we were worth um charge more so i mean you know so that way uh you can i can really give the attention to the client uh really give them what they deserve so so you're reading you're reading all these books you're implementing these big ideas you're working with a mentor um would you be okay sharing with us how did you start doing landscaping what's the what's the story uh yes so i got into the green industry uh, when I first moved to Colorado in 2003, 2004, um, I uh, initially am from Washington State, and I did not make a lot of smart choices. And um, 
So I, uh, I was previously incarcerated. So uh, at 18, and uh, I went to prison for three years. When I got out, I went to college uh, for a finance degree. Uh, <clears throat> and I am on my last quarter for my uh, associate. Uh, and I knew this manager at a U.S. bank branch. So we talk, and he's like, why don't you apply here for a job? So, you know, I um, put a, recommend a recommendation in for you. So I did apply for that bank, uh, and he looked at it. And with the background, he's like, you know, you, this is not a smart choice for you to pursue this degree. Uh, or any degree at all, really, because you have a background, and it's really serious. So I you know, stop going to school. I like, you know, if I can pursue, if I can do office work, I have to do outside work. So I moved to Colorado um, with a car and a hundred bucks uh, in my bank account. And so I have to take uh, any jobs really to, you know, just pay rent to eat. Um, so I got into, the, that's how I got into the green industry, cutting grass. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing that on the podcast. And, you know, that's an incredible, incredible story and, and, and really great advice from that person to maybe tell you to stop pursuing what you were pursuing. But, but what I like about this story is that you, you didn't stop learning, you know, so you may have paused your education or what you were doing in finance, but you packed up, moved here, started cutting grass and then but then con continued reading books and reading profit first and um so the education never really stopped it's never stops um you know you learn throughout the life people we, we all learn in every day and so even though you know i can't pursue like degrees in what i want to do but you know education just helps you throughout everyday life yeah yeah so, so you moved here with a hundred bucks and a car. Did did you even know anyone here? I did. Uh, my buddy John. He uh -huh. I knew him since sixth grade from Washington as well. He moved here, and at first he helped me uh, with, you know, obviously rent. Um, with he was able to pay rent for me six months. Um, he I pretty much he take care of everything for six the first six months for me. He buy food. He pay for rent. Um, pretty much everything. Wow. Yeah. Is he? Does he still live here? He. It's still uh, in Denver. Yes. Wow, that's an incredible friend. I uh, really great for what for what he did for me. So, and and you you're originally from Vietnam. Yes. So you you grew up there. And when did you move to the states? Uh, my family and I moved to the states in 1995. Wow. So English is your second language. Yes. And you, you, you moved here. You, you were incarcerated. You moved to Colorado. <laughs> and, now, story, now, yeah. <laughs> and, and you started, and so you started working for somebody doing lawn mowing, right? And then what? Uh, so I uh, worked there for three years, cutting grass mainly. Um, put mulch, trim, <clears throat> shrubs uh, for three years. And uh, like, hey, you know, I, I could do this. Um, I think I can start something for my own. 
so I uh, did let the boss know that uh, you know next year I'm gonna uh, open my own stuff oh no do my own thing and he just shrugged off and laughed because uh, he didn't think I could able to do it um, but I did and so I pretty much I put in a year of notice for him um, just because I'm grateful because you know he he trained me he um, gave me a job when I did it you know from no experience so as a respect I gave him a year of notice um, but yeah I stole my own bought a used truck uh, used mower and then just you know knocking on doors <laughs> is that how you got your first counts yes that's great yeah yeah, I love hearing that. Oh, we just had a guy named John Hanauer on the show, and he was working for someone doing snow removal in Wisconsin, and he got a week notice that the company was going out of business. And he got a loan, he got a truck, and started knocking on doors doing uh, sales to survive, right? And that was actually the first thing I did here in Colorado. I did door-to-door -door sales as a milkman at a dairy farm. And... Um, it was hard work. It was it was it was a great learning experience. And so, some day, in some ways, it was really fun. And then on a lot of days, it just was not fun. Um, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what were what what was it like? How did it go? You know, did you get some accounts going door to door? I did. Uh, you know, we I also get a loan from my family, mm -hmm. a small loan, just by just get it going. Uh, you know, uh, print some flyers out, send it out. And uh, so I got it going. Um, definitely not a fun experience. Uh, it's, as in business, you know, everything could start out rough, but we, have, we all have to start somewhere. And the hardest thing, it's the first steps. When you took the first steps, the second, the third step become easier. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, get things started rolling, that was hard. But, you know, after that, it just kept going. So. Getting started was awful. And I had no idea how much to charge anyone for anything. Did you, when you when you were going door to door, did you did you know uh, how much to charge? You know, I'm looking at myself right now. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I, you know, I would just put a number from thin air and just uh, charge people, and that's a terrible way well, of doing business. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's a different way of doing it. Like you could hire the coach first or like get a mentor first and then go and do it <laughs> i guess right but i did it sounds like we did it the same way where you just <laughs> kind of go and do it and then figure it out and then ask for help and now but now you're doing pretty well uh i mean we doing okay um yeah, yeah. well you're t you're two and a half years in but i think you're you're really far along i, I think all those years uh you know uh doing lawn mowing, making uh, bad decisions really helps. Uh, put numbers from thin air. Uh, that teach me a, a valuable lesson that never to do that again. And, and um, you know, deciding to go for it, deciding you wanted it was, was the main thing that you were, you were saying, like that story of the, the general who was leading his troops into battle and he's like, we're either going to win or we're going to die. Right. And you've decided to go for it. And you're committed to doing it yes why what what is it about you know why not do something else right i mean it's it's hard right it's hard it's hard doing this and figuring out pricing and what to charge and doing marketing 
what, why, what is it, I guess, that along the way that you saw in businesses, what inspired you to, to keep going for it? Uh, I mean, every business is hard. Uh, I, I think the principle is the same for every business. Whatever you do, you have to figure out, you know, what your numbers are, uh, why you're in business, what inspired you to get going every day. For me, uh, it's my family. It's my daughter, my wife. Uh, I have to uh, figure it out. I have to uh, be successful. I cannot look back and fail. So that allows me to do creative thinking. I have to figure it out a way. If there's a problem arise, I will figure it out a way. You know, one way or the other. There's, it's always a way. Um, and like I said again, I, uh, family is everything to me. And uh, this is hard work. Outdoor living, you know, it's hot. It's really hard work. But I love doing it. Uh, and really at Peakview, I truly believe, believe that, you know, we build projects to connect people, help families connect with their families. Um, and also nature as well. Uh, Colorado is a beautiful state. We have beautiful weather. A project we just did recently in Lafayette, um, this couple, they um, build like a full-blown out, outdoor, you know, outdoor living space. And um, when people, you know, that got me thinking like, why are they doing this? Why are they sponging like a, a bunch of money for this? And so what, the reason why they did it is to bring their kids and their grandkids over to, you know, hang out, to uh, get a deeper connection for their kids and family. And that really inspires me, that give me the satisfaction that, you know, I make a difference in family. I, I give them a place to, um, you know, make a connections. Well, that's incredible. Well, so again, thanks so much for coming on the show. Super, super inspired by you and your story and everything you're doing and the work you're doing is really incredible. So uh, I'll put a link to your new website in the, in the show notes. Everyone check it out. And uh, Kenny, thanks so much for coming on the show. Jack, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been a blast. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode of The Landscaper's Guide. Hopefully you are inspired by Kenny. I know I am. And hey, if you're new to this show, subscribe at landscapersguide.com slash podcast. And, and if you're already an active listener to this show, help me spread the word about this. Send this episode or take a screenshot of one of your favorite episodes or send, send the link, just text it, landscapersguide.com slash podcast to a landscaper in the industry who would be inspired by this show. Um, that's my goal is to really serve the industry with these stories and I appreciate you listening and sharing with, uh, with people you know in the industry. All right, everyone, Jack Jostis here. Thanks so much for checking out the Landscaper's Guide. I look forward to talking to you next week.